Hello, this is Kumba CK. I am Connor, and this is the first podcast episode of the series. My guest today is Casey Day. She has a background in Ireland and Canada and is currently an expat in Saigon, Vietnam, alongside myself. She is interested in stand up comedy. So, Casey, how are you doing? How's it going? I'm good. Yeah, I'm not too bad, thanks. Uh, so, can you tell me a little bit about your background? For example, before you came to Vietnam, are you Ireland or Canada? Uh, before I got here, I was in Ireland. Mm. Uh, my mom's Irish, so oh, cool. um, I grew up there. Uh, and I went to university there. I got a, a Bachelor of Arts in event management, and I was in events and festivals for eight, eight-ish years. Oh, sweet. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to pack it all in and teach. <laughs> yeah, I see what you mean. So that's mainly why you came to Vietnam, you found some new chapter? Yeah, um, I was just kind of going through a thing back there, you know, and it was, my mental health was impacted. Oh, and, I see. Uh, and I thought something happened, you know, people say it happens in threes, and three things happened, and I was like, you know, I sat there one day, and I was like, this is awful, I can't believe this is happening to me. Everything was happening to me. Right, okay. Right, in my, mind, in my mindset, mm. in that time, everything was happening to me. And then I sat down, and I had a conversation with myself, and I was like, you know, you can be the victim here, or you can turn it around, and you can turn this, this, this thing that's happened to you, you can turn it into an opportunity. And one of those things that had happened to me, the company I worked for had a festival. I was working at the festival. My car got broken into and got written off. And so they like hung me out to dry and I had to go through my own insurance. They told me they were going to help me. They didn't. And I went through my own insurance and I got a big fat check for the car. <laughs> Way more than what it was worth. Right, I and see. And I'm sorry to the guy that wrote me that check if you're listening and lost your job. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But fuck, I was like, okay, I have this, I can take it and I can go. And I was thinking about getting into lecturing. I had guest lectured on my on my program, on my degree program. Okay, cool. And um, then I said, no, lecturing is a little bit tedious. Like, I could just go and teach. I can't teach in Ireland. I'm not fluent in Irish. Yeah, sure. Uh, I have to do, do a total, like, you know, 180. Yeah, I see. Um, so I looked around and I said, I'm going to do Asia and see if I can get into teaching there. Okay, cool. Um, you went, decided to go for Asia. Why specifically Vietnam? Well, I looked, uh, I looked and researched and then I spoke to a few of my friends and they were like, you're going to love Vietnam. Oh, I was okay, like, oh, okay. No, I guess that's where I'm going. Yeah, I thought you'd give it a try. Okay, that sounds pretty cool. And so you mentioned your mental health. Do you mind giving a little bit of background on your own experiences with it and how you manage it nowadays? Yeah, um, so, I mean, who, who isn't suffering with something, you know? Um, I guess I kind of, I went through some struggles at a very young age, at, like in my early teens, mid-teens, and um, I went through some some really harsh uh, realizations of my family and um, you know a couple of chains of events which kind of led me to being in my 20s uh, my late 20s and kind of not having any idea you know what I was doing where I was going yeah and um, kind of remembering everything went around in this in a circle right and and all I would think I was starting a fresh slate getting a new job and then you know, my, my past or my feelings or whatever I was thinking of or trying to bury it would just come back to haunt me and I went in and out of, the, in and out of therapy and, and it was good while it was good, right? But somebody once told me, you know, wherever you go, there you are, right? And so I was just moving myself all around this chessboard and myself would just come back and remi- like, put, like tap me on the shoulder and remind me of all these things that I was, 
you know, kind of, in an essence, trying to just get away from. Right, I see. So I was like, uh, I was in and out of therapy, and um, I had an episode. I had an episode three months before my, my 30th birthday, and uh, yeah, I was imagining, you know, doing doing the, the dirty deed, and I lived at my, with my two best friends at the time, and I was imagining them finding me, and and going to really, really dark places. And uh, so I dropped out of work. I just quit my, quit my job. Not quit, but I, I, I took took some time off. I took a couple months off. And I went back to basics. Yeah, I see. You know, I went on, I went on medication. You sure. Know, which is a struggle that everybody, you know, eventually looks in the mirror and has and is like, am I going to do this? And I said, well, am I going to continue on the road that I'm, that I'm on? Do mm. I want to see 30? Um, do what the doctor says. Yeah, I see. So what's the turning point for you then where you obviously have these struggles and then you realise you have this episode just before you're 30 and you think, okay, I need to snap out of this. Is there anything that you kind of lent towards that got you through that dark period that still helps you today? Uh, I mean, people talk a lot about positive affirmations and like they can come in like lots of different forms. Um, like, you know, poetic forms, affirmations or like, you know, Bible verses it's literally come down and like this is kind of narcissistic and like <laughs> plays on my insecurities a lot but I, I'm human right and lately for me I've, 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 I've created a folder of images in my phone mm. and I'll screenshot nice messages that my friends have sent me yeah, supportive sure. messages I mean I'm still struggling right um, s- stuff my mom has sent me stuff my co-workers have sent me in times of doubt stuff my students have sent me and they're in there you know stuff that makes me feel good about myself and remember how good how good I make other people feel yeah, and sure. it's in there and like you know yesterday I had a day I had one of those days right, I see. where those where I was having intrusive thoughts and I just you know pulled out my phone and trying to trying to just keep it, scale it back to one day at a time is the best advice I can give anybody who's, yeah. who's in that dark place no see I actually quite like that idea because we can't forget the past ever, but it's important that we keep artifacts that do make us feel good because everybody does have their pain that they're carrying, but of course we have positive memories. So I think creating almost a vision board that you seem to have kind of got there where you've got quotes from family members, from friends, from places where you find inspiration. I think that's a really powerful tool. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that you've kind of found that practice that even when it gets tough, you still ha- always have these. And you also have the memories from them too. Like I'm sure there's so many memories you have from your family or friends that you look back on and think, Wow, that was brilliant. Not so much my family. Oh, really? <laughs> well, some. Yeah. Skating into the comedy now. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, I see. So let's talk more about that, actually. Um, you do stand-up comedy. Um, when did this start? How did you get into it? Oh, well, I've been... So I'm a baby comic here in Saigon, but I've been, I've been wanting to get into comedy for a good 10 years. Wow, okay. Yeah. Almost That's as good. long as I've been in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um... I, I grew up, my family, uh, to their credit, you know, they fucked me up, but to their credit, uh, they always kind of expressed themselves uh, with comedic value. And they would always talk to me, not always, but they would mostly talk to me like I'm an, I'm an adult, right? Mm, and yeah. like, not like, you know, baby me or yeah, okay. uh, talk to me like I'm, an, like I'm a toddler or something. Like they would, they would joke with me and like, you know, it would be... I'm an only child, so like it right, would be you know an extra adult to the table, 
And so, like, they exposed me to, like, a lot of different comics and, and, and like, late-night TV, probably when they shouldn't have. But <laughs> it was, like, to their absolute credit that they opened up this different world of, like, entertainment for me. Right, and it was something that I just immediately wanted more of. You know, like, Seinfeld and, um, like, Conan O'Brien. Uh, like, you know, like, all the, all the late greats. On TV, you're not supposed to be watching when you're a child. And then, you know, sitcoms like Friends and Eddie Murphy and, like, all the greats. Like, Eddie Murphy and Conan O'Brien were just, like... And Billy Connolly. Oh, yeah, The late course. great. I'm like, a fan of him yeah, as well. He's, yeah, he's yeah. fantastic. And, unfortunately, he's retired from comedy now. Yeah, that is a shame. Yeah. I mean, he's great. Um, so, you've got, mentioned all of, kind of, the greats with the comedy there. And I do like the aspect of you getting into it because... Uh, I'm not sure. Have you read the book, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari? No, I've heard of it, but I haven't okay, read cool. it. I would strongly recommend it. And there's one um, chapter in it, uh, one of the quotes he says, which really resonated. And it's so obvious in a way, but you don't really think until you see it, that when you're laughing, you cannot possibly feel bad. There is no way on this earth you can. Yeah, that's and it makes it. complete sense. So when you're laughing, you're almost in that mm. good, vote, good zone. Your thoughts and your feelings are aligned with positivity because you're laughing there's no point in feeling bad so that's why comedy is such a great pursuit to go down because you can almost forget what's going on in any form of entertainment but especially comedy you can forget what's going on in your own head because there's this performance in front of you and you yeah. just can't stop laughing you can't yeah. stop these good feelings flowing it's a really good thing to do so you said you wanted to get it in, into it for 10 years yeah what made you finally pull the trigger and go right i'm getting involved in this now i I mean, I worked with a I worked with a guy who's a really fantastic comedian out here. J.K. Hobson is his name. What's up, Jay? If you're listening, <laughs> I hope he's listening. He will. Uh, he will. I hope he will. Yeah, he'll get in touch. Uh, but I worked with him, and around about it was just over a year ago, we were like, you know, shooting the shit about comedy, and I was like, I have all these great ideas. I have this like alter ego, and you know, I was playing a little, like playing around a little bit with stuff uh, with that, and he was like, you you could have you could really have something like you should think about doing that. Like it's not it's not as scary as you think, right? Yeah. And like I was a like when I was a kid, I was a performer. Like, right, okay. I was singing from when I could talk. I was, like, dancing from when I could stand. I was, like, on stage, you know. But the Irish are a hard bunch, you know. No, They're a know. harsh crowd. And yeah. I dare not, I would dare not to uh, try comedy in uh, in Dublin. It's a tough crowd out there. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but out here, um, you know, I, the, the more friends I spoke to, and another good friend of mine, um, Kelso Dowling, who's just come down from Hanoi, uh, actually taught me how to write right okay yeah, yeah. Uh, taught me uh, the mechanism of different kinds of jokes and uh, how to how to find your voice and how to find your tone and your humor and stuff and so I've been working on that for for a few months and and I just thought you know I've before I so I'm 30 32 I'm okay. almost 33 yeah sure but a few years ago like I was thinking I wasn't gonna see this age yeah of course and now I'm here like I found like I, I love being a teacher and mm. and I can't believe I get paid to go in and teach these kids about these things, right? And, yeah, and I'm real. like, it's, I dare anybody to beat me. And now I'm like, I can't believe that I get to go on stage and talk about my life and yeah. things that I think like are funny and, and make people laugh. Yeah, and that's absolutely. all there is. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, and like these people, were, like my friends, were like, you know, you should just try it. And I was like, you know, like it's true. You regret everything that you don't do. Precisely. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And like, regret is such a soul killer. Yeah. 
And like, we could sit here all day and think about like, oh, you know, 10 years ago, you didn't do nothing. Like, what's stopping me? Like, I'm just going to look back in five years, if even, and say, oh, I fucking should have done that. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. And I, and I, and they, they were so, they're so, so supportive. Like, they will just rally, you know, they'd be like, come on down to open mic. It's a little community. Like, it's fantastic. I'm so glad. I mean, I was shaking going into my first open mic. Yeah, that's and what sure I was yeah, yeah, JK was on the mic. He saw me. He didn't even realize I was going to get up. I wrote my name on the list. Yeah. And I went in and they were like, you, you, you keep coming back. Keep coming back. Nice. Yeah, so how does that feel then when you get that feedback straight away where they say, keep coming I back? Can, I something. mean, I can cry. I mean, yeah. you know, kind of like... I never had enough love in my childhood, so <laughs> that's yeah, why we're okay. that's why we're all just down here. Like you know, there's um there's multitudes in everybody. You know, there's um scales and uh there's multitudes in everybody. Like everybody's a little bit narciss narcissistic, right? And like right, okay. yeah, I mean shoot me, you know I'm just human, but mostly it's it's for the lols. Yeah, it's for the hot hugs. Yeah, and, for real. And you've um, done um, a couple of shows, have you? I'm rolling up on my second show on the thirtieth of January. Okay. Uh, cool. If I can plug that, it's in the Color Craft Beer in D One. My last one was there too. My my last one and my first one. I made my debut on uh, Boxing Day. Okay, cool. Yeah. Do you mind telling me a bit more about that? Yeah. Um. It was uh. It was on Boxing Day. Yeah. And uh, it was in the Color Craft Beer, and I had five to seven minutes, and. I brought the crowd and it, it went in my favor. I, you know, yeah. I was working on some material for a month or so before that. Okay. And I just went in and gave it what I got. And uh, yeah, they asked me to come back. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so you were pleased with the reaction? I was pleased, yeah. Um, it was great just to have, like, it, I mean, it's great to have friends out here full stop. But yeah, it was absolutely. great to, like, you know, corral them into this bar and, like, Mm. Listen to you talk about yourself for seven seven minutes. Of a goddamn long time. I can imagine. Yeah, it's one of the. I can't. I've never done comedy myself. So I I'm thinking, puked right before. Yeah, seven minutes. Yeah. Just you having to make people laugh, which is a difficult enough skill. Ooh, okay, I definitely. It's so rewarding. Yeah, I can imagine so. So rewarding. Yeah, it's definitely a skill, and it's good that you've got into it's it. It's a drug, point. man. Like, I it's, bet. There's yeah. nothing like it in the world. It's yeah. it's the drug I never knew I would I was addicted to. Right, that's good. And that's a healthy one to get into because you're almost taking things that have upset you in the past. You've mentioned things that Absolutely. kind of used to hit you and you're using it in a humorous way yeah. that other people are going to enjoy as well. Yeah. And you're almost, um, almost not necessarily, I would say, and this is difficult for me too, I would say diluting the emotional impact of the pain because you're making it into humour. And as I've mentioned previously, you can't possibly feel bad when you're laughing. So now mm. you've done this. It's almost not having the same emotional impact on you. Absolutely. And the more you do it, it's like another release after another release. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm, I'm practically thanking my family right now. Yeah. You know, I'll get, give all the, all the, you know, the fucked up childhood and then I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm out here doing my thing. Yeah. Fair play to you. And yeah. you've been in Vietnam how long? I've been here almost two years. Almost two years. Okay. Not too far I've been here 18 months so yeah. um, how are you finding living in Vietnam you're enjoying the place I love Vietnam um I mean don't get me wrong I hate that borders are closed I yeah, think absolutely. uh I mean obviously there's nothing we can do right now but I think um it's having the effect on all of us 
that you know when we're in a country we we know we can't leave mm. it's then when you realize that you kind of start wanting like you we want to leave yeah of course and not, not i don't necessarily want to leave but knowing that the lock is on the door and i can't get out is making me a little claustrophobic yeah of course but i love this country there's nowhere i, I mean everybody says it now there's yeah. nowhere i would rather be I well mean, uh, especially we've only had 35 deaths in a country of a population of 97 million which is staggering yeah and I think the British government could really look at Vietnam as I an mean, example yeah, I mean, how to handle a pandemic I mean who amongst us you know what I mean like, yeah the Irish are having a having a fit back home no really oh, yeah gosh. stage stage five lockdown and nobody's following the rules and they're oh. all having house parties oh, and Lord. yeah I'm talking about you <laughs> that guy I went Ireland. to school with like <laughs> shithead but yeah like I see them commenting on like the Irish Times comment section on Facebook. I just get the popcorn. I'm like, y'all yeah. don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, oh, learning online doesn't work. And like, just, like listen to yourself. You know what I mean? It's yeah, crazy. <laughs> the amount of shit people are willing to spew on an open forum on the internet. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like this pandemic's brought out the best and worst in people. Where you see the utter sure. selfishness that can exist if people who just won't abide by the rules. But you also do see common decency. For example, Marcus Rashford, who's really he's insane. Up. He's, he's insane. incredible. I mean, yeah. even today, he's still putting pressure. He's not giving up. He was given a MBE, and some people might sell for that and think, "Oh yeah, I got pat on the back." But not him. He's relentlessly pushing he's, down yeah. the government. Yeah, like and, it's not enough for him. Yeah, like, absolutely, he's not yeah. doing it for an, for an accolade. He's no, doing yeah. it for a result. Yeah, and he's achieved some staggering results. He's done more than the opposition have in the country for the last five years. I mean, yeah, they get in and they rest in their laurels. It's the same everywhere. I mean, yeah, look true. At, look at Trunky. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. yeah it's not going too much into that. We could be here all night. Exactly. But yeah, do you mind telling me a little bit about teaching? You are a music teacher, is that correct? Yeah, I'm a teacher at a small international school, bilingual cool. international school. And uh, I joined there um, not even a year ago. Um, I was working in a language center. <laughs> Hated my life. And the goal was to get the foot in the door somewhere. Yeah, and, sure. Uh, my housemate, Owen, at the time, he was leaving... And he, he said, like, I really recommend this this this, uh, this teacher. Okay, cool. And my boss, like, gave me an email and said, yeah, come on in. Yeah. And I went in and I met them and they were like, we want passion and, you know, we want, we don't really necessarily look at your, your paper, you know, your, your awards on paper. We just, yeah, want, sure. we just want trustworthy teachers who, who we can see passion in and, and I was like, throw whatever you got at me. Yeah, Cowboy. for real. Like, whatever you want, I'm, I'm here. That's the attitude. That's yeah, what I like. I went yeah. in and I was like, I can do this. I play guitar, I sing. And then he was like, music. Yes. <laughs> so I teach music. Yeah, I teach the, the music, the senior music program there. So mm. it's uh, it's K to six right now. Yeah. The school. I teach three to six, grade three to six music. Yeah, sure. And uh, I teach three to six coding as mm. well. Cool. And um, that's the first time they ever had coding in, wow, in the school. Right, okay. So doing a brand new program which is exciting yeah and um yeah and i and i sometimes do a homework club and i teach english nice that's quite an array so um on the music thing so now you do comedy and you do music mm. um when getting into the music is that something you've been doing for years you said you performed as a child yeah so. i've been in like uh drama societies and, yeah. and you know acting and, and singing and dancing all that all the showbiz kid i was one of those showbiz kid right so uh annie two years running um, pretty much saying like as soon as like talk and was dancing and acting as soon as I walk yeah okay stage yes. um, not saying that I was any good you know it's not for me to say but that was my upbringing and like you know my mom embraced that anything I went for she was like fully supportive that's and, great 
I, could, I, I picked up a guitar at the age of seven and like, you know, just, you know, away, away I went. My dad played guitar. Okay, cool. My grandpa is a singer. Nice. Yeah, my, my dad's side of the family are all kind of like very musically inclined. Yeah, I see. And my dad's like got a heavy interest in music, so. Nice. Yeah, yeah. so I guess I got that from his side. Yeah, so on the set from that. Yeah, so um, how long are you planning on teaching music in Vietnam? Is this something you're thinking long term or are you just seeing how it goes? Ah, uh, well, I'm actually going for my PGCEI in September. I'm okay. In, yeah, I'm enrolling in, in, well, just before September to get my my qualification for teaching. Okay, cool. And where are you doing that? I'm doing it with Derby Online. Okay, nice. Uh, back in the yeah. UK. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with it. Yeah, so okay, I'm going to cool. do that and hopefully I'm, I'm working at my school uh, while doing that online. A few of my colleagues are doing it right now. Yeah, and, I see. And um, I'm going to do that and yeah, see... See where, see where the good see where it goes yeah that's pretty cool I think music's also a really healthy one like with comedy because I'd say if you're at a concert or if you're performing a concert you're almost forgetting about the stuff that is bothering you because mm-hmm. you're so focused on the I mean I've, I've never played music myself but I've been to about a hundred festival and concerts so I've kind of seen quite a lot of live music and I've noticed that's one of the things that really takes me out of what's going on in my head. When yeah. I've seen bands that I love, for example, Green Day, Foo Fighters, whatever else, it's great to just get out of it and see something else. Mm. So what I'm almost posing to you is, um, with comedy and music, how do you think that's improved your mental health? I think like any art form, like, you know, like uh, any, any, any kind of creative or like creator, like has always got some kind of inspiration or mm. something that like is inside of them that's like, you know, scratching at the surface to get out. I think when you find a medium that makes you as happy as you can possibly imagine when you're releasing whatever it is that's inside you, like yeah. you've found it, you know? It yeah. just so happens that sometimes I get paid for it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure that's an added bonus. <laughs> so um, what I'm also thinking is, for example, if there was somebody out there who was looking on getting into comedy or was looking at getting into music but is being held back for whatever reason, whether that be fear whether that be uh, not thinking they're good enough, whether that be self-doubt, what would you suggest to them if they wanted to get involved in comedy? Man, don't wait. <laughs> I waited 10 years. Yeah. Like, there's literally no no reason to wait. If it's burning desire, like, do yeah. it. Just do it. You might puke first. You might have a rough start. Yeah, sure. You might have a great start. You might have been like, people are out there. I'm writing, I'm writing comedy since yes. for 10 years. Brilliant. Like, I've jokes eight years, seven, eight years old. Yeah. And I didn't do it because I was waiting for somebody to be like, you should do it. Yeah. Don't wait for people. Like, be, like, accept yourself. Be your own biggest fan. Right? Yeah. 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 Everybody's like, oh, you're you're your own harsh, you're your own harshest critic. Like, when can we turn that around and start being our own biggest fans? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it only, the buck only stops with you. Yeah, for real. And like, I'm guilty of it. Like, I waited 10 years. Like, my mm. friends in work sent me a message on Facebook one night. They were like, we all want you to do stand-up. Like, we yeah. all say you have to do stand-up. And I was like, I want to do it. Let's do it. Yeah, for you real. Know? Yeah. And like, and I was like, yeah, I shouldn't have waited. But, you know, we just, we're just out of here. Yeah, for real. You can't really change that now. You mean, at least you took the steps. Some people never do. And I always think at some point, and I don't mean this in a morbid way, you will be on your deathbed. Hopefully, you that's a long, will. long, long time away. But at that point, are you going to sit there and think, you know, oh, you're going to regret not start, not getting involved in comedy. For myself, not starting this podcast, not doing that blog. And I, I actually heard a quote, I think it was on a podcast, London Real, where mm. in, he will go around a graveyard sometimes before he does a show. And he'll look at all the tombstones and say, 
are any one of them <laughs> worrying about, you know, not being good enough? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, like, people will always say to you, like, and, like, trust me, I grew up in Dublin. I mean, they're, yeah. they're rough as fuck there. And, like, <laughs> I'm sorry, Ireland, but, like, the one thing Irish people are so good at is begrudging people, mm. right? Their own, like, their own family, right? They, I mean, I, I won't get into it, but yeah, sure. people will be like, oh, like, I, my mechanic is funnier than you. And, like, that might be true, but, like, I'm still out here making people laugh. Yeah, sure. Your mechanic is your mechanic, yeah, you know? For like, yeah, people yeah. are always going to say something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But some people could say fucking great things about you. Yeah, that's true. And a good thing to remember is you can't control what someone else is going to exactly. say. You have no you're out, control. You're out there comparing yourself to, you know, you're comparing your inside to somebody else's outside. Like, what, yeah, what, yeah. what looks good on the outside. You don't know, like what they're feeling or what they're thinking like that's a thing like do you think like you know Jim Carrey was like oh yeah I'm fucking great at this and everybody loves me no yeah. like you, everybody knows the you know the historic background of comedians we yeah, all absolutely. we're so so depressed and yeah, hate so ourselves <laughs> yeah Jim Carrey Robin Williams Steve exactly. Martin all, there's so all many the best ones. yeah for real carry that maybe that's what makes the art so good maybe they carried the pain and managed to turn it into it's a, a form of therapy yeah yeah that's you know good, that's some, a good of us in, some of us in the, in the small community in the industry here have said like you know we've all been through shit and yeah like, of course it's it's nice to get get out here and tell tell something mm. and see some kind of positive reaction to it because yeah. then, then it makes you feel like you've done it and yeah, it's precisely. worth it like yeah. like it's worth something like yeah. you went through that to to be here and, yeah, and for look, real. And look at this. You cannot, like, you can't buy that. Nah, for real. You know? Yeah, for real. So, yeah, I would urge you, if you're a budding comic, mm. um, to um, do some research. And yeah, sure. go to an open mic night and mm. uh, get up and spit out a few a few one-liners, a few jokes. Yeah, sure, know? just start it. Yeah, yeah, just start it. And, like, maybe, I mean, maybe take a course. Okay. But yeah. online... Yeah. You know, there's so much online nowadays. Like, there's no excuse. If you have an inkling or an interest that you might want to do something, yeah. like, you can do it. You, yeah, could, for you could actually be very good at it. Yeah, exactly. It's just about getting past that initial barrier, which is a bullshit story, saying you can't do it. It's almost a case of... Negative self-talk. Can... Yeah, for Negative real. Negative self-talk. Yeah. There's no such thing as I can't. Yeah, once you overcome it, you think, okay... It's really isn't that bad. And I'm, I, I tell my kids that all the time. And yeah. then, like, you know, it took me the longest time. And, you, and, and like, also, I don't want to rush anybody, any, like, either. Yeah, sure. Because, like, everybody has their, like, everybody that will do it or should do it will do it when they're supposed to do it. Yeah. I, I, I believe that. Yeah, me too. I mean, yeah. like, I was still going through some things, mm. like, when I started. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. And it's like, I'm going to just write it out and then I'm going to do it. Yeah. But I was eventually going to do it. Yeah, of course. You know, I'm just gl- I'm glad that I took the kick. Yeah. Because there were kicks before that. Yeah, I bet. It. Yeah. But it's, it was to, especially if you're if you're away and if you're in Vietnam. Yeah. If you're in Saigon, especially like there are people here that just want to see you do well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've definitely found that you can meet so many different expats from all over the world in this city, Saigon, and you inevitably. There will be the odd person who doesn't agree with what you do, but I think it's outnumbered definitely with the amount of people who support you, who look at you, and they almost admire you for having the balls to do something That's like this. Everything, every, yeah. every, every person I talk to about it, or anybody that asks me, oh, I can never do that. How do you do that? Mm. I'm like, yeah, it's it's soul destroying. Like <laughs> it's crushing. 
you know, like for the 20 seconds before you get up there. And then you get up there. On my yeah. first show, like my voice was going. Right, yeah. I made a joke about it. Yeah. I made a joke about it. I mean, I, I'm, I don't know, like I, I, I can be witty. Yeah, but sure. I didn't. I didn't think in my first show I was going to be making off the cuff stuff. I had written my full set, mm. like timed and everything. Right, I see. I didn't think I was going to be up there making off the cuff. Yeah, jokes. okay. But you feel the energy, like you know. I brought a crowd and they were loving it and they were so excited and I talked about it so much because I love to talk. I don't know if you realize. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, they saw how passionate I am about it. Yeah, and of like, course. I'm, I'm, I'm there, and you know, as soon as I got up there, they were. I was like. I'm ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's just the main thing like, I'm taking from this is the passion. That's the best thing because there's nothing absolutely. better than having something that you love to do, that you're doing shit just for the sheer love of it. And as you said earlier, you sometimes get paid for it, which is an added bonus. Who doesn't want that, right? Yeah, I mean, for real. But it's not about that. It's about doing it because you love it. And that's absolutely. I would, it, Honestly, I remember hearing com- comedians t- telling me stories about going to open mics and registering and having to pay $7 yeah. to do comedy. Mm. to do two minutes yeah yeah and like to New York and stuff of course like I would do that yeah I would do that it's like a bad like you know carnival ride yeah for real yeah (laughs) but I would that's the attitude to have yeah yeah for real there's no point doing something I see so many people do it in their daily lives where they'll have a job that they hate they'll hang around with people they don't like they'll have the environment that they don't and they don't do anything about it they just think that's the way it is when in reality you're the only person who can change it you're the master of your life yeah, for real. Absolutely, yeah. Master yeah. of your own destiny. You're the architect. There are so many phrases we it could is, use. It's so true. And also, your own harshest critic. Yes. But yeah. you need to be your biggest fan. Yes, that is the key lesson I'm taking away. So, it's been great chatting to you, Casey. I could probably go on for a long time with this. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Just one thing to take away, uh, and I'm well aware that, say, for example, uh, it's different for everybody, but I'm just curious on your take. What advice would you say to all of us in order to really take care of our, ourselves and our own mental health? What would you say are the main benefits? Oh man, I can't stress it enough. It's like, be your friend, be your own friend, mm. honestly. And it's coming from me at a time where I'm learning how to do it all over again. Right, okay. Honestly. Yeah. We're all going through a hard time. And you know, these little things in life, every day, every week, they make life that little hard, little bit harder. Sure. But. When you lay in bed at night, and, and if you're single, like, you're the only person in your head or next to you. Yes. You're the person talking to you. Mm. Like, those thoughts that are coming out of that person's mouth, they need to be positive. Yeah, absolutely. Turn that negative self-talk around. Like, be your, be your friend. Yeah. And the positive affirmations, the screenshots of nice messages, put it in a folder. Yeah. Pull it out, look at it. And, like, yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm I'm lucky enough, I, I, went, I was having a terrible day yesterday and I had an evening class last night. Those kids do not know how much they mean to me. Yeah, of course. I literally was, you know, on the brink of tears because mm. I had such a bad, I had such a rough day. You know, my mind was wandering and the kids yeah. just spun it. They spun yeah. it, you know, and I'm lucky I get to do that in the daytime and then I get to make people laugh yeah. in the nighttime. Like yeah, Batman. that sounds like an amazing way of reframing something in a positive situation so yeah Casey I've really enjoyed this this has been a great conversation and I have to say I completely admire you for doing this for having the balls to say no I've wanted to do this for 10 years now I'm going to do it for crushing it on your first show for doing teaching as well when you're making these kids all have a great time as well so as you say 
in the daytime and the nighttime, you're doing something that you love and something that matters to you. And that is the key with all this. So I hope you carry on doing it. Uh, I'm going to see one of your shows at some point. Yes. I missed the Boxing Day because I was in Fuwok, unfortunately. Yeah. But I will definitely make myself present and I can't awesome. wait to see it. I'm sure I'll be chuckling the whole night. And I hope to have you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, thanks very much. Thanks and for having me. Take care of yourself. Thanks, Connor.